This episode of the Infinite Podcast is sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a schoolchild with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. That is at CapsuleForce.com. And if you like, you can send us any change, dollars that fold to openended.fm slash donate. We run in your pockets. Yeah, or to supply my endless need for Frosties. You can also start at a $1 a month at patreon.com slash openended. That again is patreon.com slash openended to help my need for Frosties. They are only a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, support shares frosty habit at one dollar a month because frosties fuel our podcast in my soul this is open-ended podcast i'm sure vincent and i'm james t green not cute i don't like it not for you in phase retelling polar went black in the eyes for a second and wheeled around on him forcefully informing him i don't don't fucking care care if you like it it. hey james hey sir how are you good how are you doing pretty good doing pretty well i could say a little tired after going out to renegade craft Mm -hmm. fair over the weekend yeah and i'm so susceptible to like any kind of crafts or handmade garments um i usually buy way too much or buy one thing for a really high price and i just give people my money it's pretty bad so um i did yeah, like that. you picked up a sweater right i did but it's probably one of the best purchases i made easily in the last six months it's a gray sweater and it has like four s- sections on it and it has a mug a bike a pizza <laughs> And a dog. So that's me on a sweater, essentially. (laughs) It's what I am. And you could have interchanged it either a dog or a cat. And while cats are awesome, dogs are just, they're just better, simply. (laughs) And um, yeah, and I also met a bulldog yesterday. Her name is Violet, and she is perfect. So Violet is listening. Shout out to you, Violet. Violet the bulldog. (laughs) You're, I, I don't know, like, she's a foster dog. I'm not even sure if I can even foster animals, but I'll figure out a way to get you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of Renegade, um, we have our first out-of-state guest. I know. Check that out. We're moving national in this piece right now. So um, uh, our guest was actually at Renegade Craft uh, this year and a personal good friend of us, mm-hmm. and she agreed to be on the show, which is great. Yes. Um, so we have Lindsay Ith right next to us. Thank hey, you, Lindsay. Lindsay. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so 
how are you doing? Are you doing all right after all the renegade? Oh, well, I am exhausted. I'm just a dead-eyed monster, but I'm feeling extremely grateful and happy today. It was a really good weekend, so. Yeah, it was really great seeing you two in your booth. Your beautiful, smiling faces made me so happy. (laughs) So like, hi. Oh, my God, I see you in the flesh. You're not just on Twitter. So it's so nice to actually see you in person. You actually exist beyond a 500 by 500 pixel square. Exactly. You're more than 14 (laughs) characters in a text box. (laughs) So for all the people who don't know what it is you do, uh, could you tell us a little bit about what it is you do? Sure, yeah. Um, So I'm a graphic designer by trade and um, have grown increasingly interested in doing hand lettering. Um, So that's something that I've been exploring more and more in the last handful of years, especially. Um, In the last year... um, my Etsy shop has kind of taken off. And so something that I'm doing a lot these days is doing lettering pieces and then putting them on various objects for sale. Um, It's a big part of my day and a big part of my life. So that's what I was doing at Renegade, selling stuff with my letters on it. Right on. So like, how could you say like you got started um, in everything? Um, You know, you said you were a graphic designer Mm -hmm. by trade. And then this lettering thing started to kind of occur. Um, Mm -hmm. How did that all kind of get started? Well, um, I guess a few years ago, I wanted to focus more on lettering. So I started kind of pushing myself to practice and play with things more. Um, Really, the first thing that I did that sort of took off on Etsy at all was um, a couple years ago, I did um, a Valentine's Day project where I did... um, lettering for I don't know if you remember this but I did lettering for Valentine's for every song on the Magnetic Fields album 69 Love Songs. Oh wow. And uh I did it in a just like just under a month so I was doing multiples a day. Yeah, you had so to. it was fast and furious and um and really fun. Um so that was the first thing um first experiment with selling stuff and promoting it. Um and then a, just over a year ago Um, I read this article that just really fired me up and it had kind of a week that really fired me up too. And the article centered around the phrase, I don't fucking care if you like it as sort of a feminist mantra. And uh, it really moved me. So I was just practicing and doodling in my studio. Uh, I think I read that on a Friday and it was in my studio on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, I did a design of, of that phrase and it just clicked for me. I was like, I have to put this on something like immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I emailed a screen printer that I had a friend of a friend and that night, and they wrote me back that night and said that they could do a few for me. Weren't going to charge me uh, like a screen fee or make me do a minimum. And I could just do a few. And I put them up on my Etsy shop, um, went out of town <laughs> and uh, sales went through the roof because Ann Friedman shouted me out on her mailing list. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I came back to town and um, had like, I don't know, 60 or 70 shirts to mail out. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was really wild, um, but super exciting and really validating. So it's just been a, I don't know, process of learning as I go since then. I know you have several other phrases. So, like, how did you come across the phrases that you decided to put on um, different objects? Different stuff. <laughs> yeah, different stuff. Yeah. Um, so, 
I guess I started really uh, in earnest with that phrase, and I've tried that on a few different things, mm-hmm. ranging from the T-shirts, which have sold really well um, and are probably the most ubiquitous, to tank tops and sweatshirts. and um, The tote. I really the like the tote. tote bag. And then there's a... Um, an art installation that I did last fall that kind of centered around the phrase um, when it was still really, you know, in the forefront of my mind. And for that installation, which was sort of like a 1950s uh, dining room scene, uh, like maybe morning breakfast kind of vibes with a, um, you know, with a full, a fully set table. And uh, one of the show pieces of that installation was um, this beautiful, uh, you know, 50s housewife style dress with the phrase, I don't fucking care if you like it printed all over it, which was amazing. I worked with my studio mate at the time who was a seamstress and he drafted the dress and I worked with my screen printers to do an all over print on the fabric. And that was super cool. Um, since then, um, my friend Rebecca Henderson, who has the shop Weird Empire, reached out to me to do a collaboration uh, with the phrase Male Tears. Um, which yeah, she I like was, that one a lot. Thanks. <laughs> um, Rebecca was really excited to wear that because she also does stand-up comedy in like a pretty male-dominated mm, environment, which yes. is not unusual. Um, and she just really wanted to get up on a stage wearing a shirt that said Male Tears. <laughs> so she sent me a, a, an idea of what she wanted and had me sort of finesse it and finalize the the look of it um and then we've been working together and putting that on various things since um the we've got some teardrop shaped patches with that design uh just put out an enamel pin um that you can get through both of our shops that's been really fun oh and we do beer koozies which i love yeah, that, that's really great which i feel like everything every marketable thing should have a beer koozie in general because <laughs> i just love them i think they're really cute and i, love- I like that one in particular Thanks. I love the literal aspect of that. And I love to see friends <laughs> toasting with their male tears koozies. That's oh, the gosh. best. That's so funny. So how do you know exactly um, what you're going to put on a piece of apparel? Um, do you just kind of like think about it and just kind of go with your vibes? Or do you actually like hit up a couple people you respect or trust or things of that nature and say like, hey, should I do this? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have a really messy brain <laughs> um, and the generally it starts with a phrase, not, not an object. Um, so it's usually, it'll be a phrase that I'm really interested in or that I can't stop thinking about and um, I'll doodle it a few times and see how it feels. And then from there, um, if I have a design that I like with a phrase that I like, I'll start thinking about what objects I want to put it on. And a lot of it, has to do with what I think makes sense uh, for the phrase, what feels right. Um, like the T-shirt I'm actually wearing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the newest shirt that I've made. Um, has the phrase, can I live I on can't it. stop looking at it. I'm just like, I want that in my possession. <laughs> I'm not looking at your boobs, but I'm also looking at the shirt. <laughs> um, well, I want, I want you to have it, too. So we're going to make that happen for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but... Yeah, so with that, I mean, it really, it feels very bodily to me, that phrase. It has Mm -hmm. a lot to do with, I mean, just on the kind of lower end of the scale, just like being sized up as I walk down the street, whether it's negative or positive Mm -hmm. judgment. Um, And then, you know, on the other end of that spectrum, like, there are a lot of people who are uh, afraid for their lives walking down the street every day. And so for that, it's like, it's a very physical thing. So for me... 
can I live on a t-shirt is oh for sure super important it's yeah, not gonna I go on a koozie some... in the same way sorry oh, no you're <laughs> totally fine though like I, I I like tweeted about it last night but I'm constantly getting like street harassed around my neighborhood all the time and last night I literally walked into traffic to, to be avoided talking to somebody oh, sure. and he still followed me for two blocks Jesus. so like that kind of sh- like I saw I was like oh my god that is that's what's in my heart at this moment. Yeah. So just seeing those kind of phrases and knowing that I'm not the only female going through the struggle, it's um, it's nice. It kind of unifies us for sure. So thank you for making that shirt. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I was curious, like, because you were talking about how you kind of came home to, you know, 60 plus orders right. <laughs> on Etsy. <laughs> And semi-freaking out. So how did you thrust yourself into all of a sudden being like a full-fledged shop with um, having to do customer service for, you know, hundreds of people, uh, people hitting you up, asking questions about various Mm -hmm. things? Um, I mean, that's been a wild ride for me. Um, I I really like people and I really like talking to people. I mean, nice people. Um, But... That's fair. um, Really, I've just kind of been learning as I go. Um, I'm lucky that a lot of the messages and questions I get are from really sweet, engaged, positive people. So it's people who are really easy to work with. But um, really, it's just been a matter of kind of shifting my schedule around and figuring out what works best and when I can devote time to checking messages. But I mean, I've got the Etsy app the sell on Etsy app on my phone and I'm checking it constantly. (laughs) It's just, I mean, my life just kind of started revolving around something completely different, um, for at least half of my time. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's really just been a work in progress. I'm not a methodical person. (laughs) So I just do my best not to miss a spot. I did kind of fail to answer your question earlier and I kind of wanted to return to that if I could. Um, Because I do ask people that I really respect about the ideas that I have and what I'm thinking about putting on things. Um, But it's kind of, like I said, not methodical. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just send people like screenshots or or snap pictures on my phone and text them pictures. Like, do you like this? Should I put this on something? I think I want to make a shirt. Um, But often it's just kind of... uh, you know, how does my outfit look? Is this okay? Like just a validation that I need before I walk out the door. Um, but yeah, it's just a really kind of natural process. And I just reach out to my friends who I, I think of as the target market anyway, because I'm just making stuff for my friends. Had you always wanted to be self-employed in this way at all? Because like you were a graphic designer Mm -hmm. by trade and then it kind of shifted a bit and now it's now you're kind of, you run your own small business, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to call you an entrepreneur because I'm not sure how you feel about that word because it's a weird word. But in that way, like, how does how has that been dealing with that? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know that I really think of myself as an entrepreneur because um, I think I kind of came at it sideways mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but yeah, I never imagined kind of like basically running a shop. Um, I have been interested in and I have been self-employed for um since the summer of 2009 oh wow um so you know that's something I'm really used to at this point that kind of 
also happened. I kind of came at that sideways too. Um, I worked at a design firm. I decided I kind of needed a break from that kind of hierarchy, but I did imagine myself basically performing a service for the foreseeable future. Um, and yeah. And then when this happened, um, it was sort of an accident, but I love it because I get to explore, you know, sort of self-directed thoughts and, um, I get these opportunities to engage with people that I probably wouldn't otherwise because they're not people who are going out and buying design services, um, but just really interesting minds and really smart, witty people <laughs> that I get to interact with and make things for. So uh, I didn't plan on it, but I'm really happy about it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So we talked a little bit about what was happening in the past. So how about we talk about what's happening in the future? So, you know, what's, like happening right now um you know is there anything that's coming up um you know let us like kind of peer into your studio yeah um it's a really funny time to ask me that question (laughs) um because I do have a tendency to make just a full sprint toward the biggest thing on the horizon and then get there and ask myself well now what? (laughs) Um, But I did just make a bunch of new products for the shop um, in advance of Renegade. um, And I had a great time at Renegade. Um, So a couple of things. One is I'm going to get home and put all this new stuff up in the shop. The Can I Live shirts haven't been available online yet. So that's going to be new. Um, Yeah, so just getting home and and restocking and getting everything out there and and sharing it with people who weren't in Chicago this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I loved doing Renegade, so I'll be doing probably some more events of that nature in the near future. Um, So I'm going to apply to some fairs when I get home. Um, Hopefully the next one will be in Austin, so I won't have to schlep (laughs) 70 pounds of t-shirts across the country but um the probably the next big event that i'll be doing is austin zine fest which is in the middle of november um so that'll be super fun i love those girls and yeah i get to meet a lot of cool zinesters do you um have you doubled in that at all or have you like done any kind of like graphic designs for zines or any kind of publication outside of just making wearable gear (laughs) yeah um Tuesday, Basson and I did a zine together. Uh, we did two issues of a zine called Miserable and Worthless. Um, I love the title already. <laughs> <laughs> Souls. <laughs> that sort of came out of uh, wanting to exercise, exorcise uh, the feeling of being miserable and worthless. So just kind of digging in and doing like introspective work with a crappy attitude until you feel powerful again. Mm. Um, so uh, we reached out to it's all lady illustrators um, and and other lady artists and photographers and stuff like that to contribute. So it's just like two compilations of really rad work with a crappy attitude. (laughs) Um, And that was super fun. So we worked on that together and we've done some zine fests together with, with those zines. Um, This next um, zine fest, I'm probably mostly going to be doing these fortune tellers um, that are, throwbacks to like fortune tellers or kids sometimes call them cootie catchers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 
been interested in using those that's sort of like a miniature zine to tell sort of choose your own adventure stories yeah I was looking at it yesterday and I call it a cootie catcher still yeah that's so okay. I, I have not matured <laughs> in that regard but um, yeah I saw some of it and I, I, I honestly just love the color scheme too oh thanks yeah I, I at least have like because it's pink and like blue Right, or uh, pink it's pink or with pink red color. ink. Right, right, so right. It's sort of, mm-hmm. but I, I liked the. It just it was very catching, if you will. So I liked <laughs> it. Pretty catching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll probably have um, a couple of those at Austin Zine Fest. Awesome. So, um, you also have just this really great way of promoting your Thanks. your um your your various things but like how do you go about using the different technologies about broadcasting these really great products you put out yeah i mean i think it's kind of a function of me being a total mess of a person <laughs> um i use social media in a really um sloppy way but i use it all the time and i love engaging with my friends on there um but i'm just kind of okay so I'm going to walk it back. A goal that I've had for probably the last decade or so is to try to be my full self everywhere that I am, like not put on a different personality to go to work and then a different personality to talk to my family, not a different personality to go on social media. So I'm just kind of the same mess everywhere. And then if people don't like it, (laughs) thank you. then, uh, you know, then they don't have me in their lives anymore. And that's okay. Um, so I use social media like that. So I just talk about whatever's on my mind. And sometimes it's very stupid. And sometimes it's something that people can relate to. Um, so that's how I use Twitter and Instagram, which are kind of my two main Mm -hmm. social media marketing avenues. Um, I'm just talking about my thoughts. And a lot of times my thoughts are related to the shop. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it kind of all intersects like my weird sense of humor and my political feelings and anger about crappy things happening in the world. And then, you know, errant thoughts here and there. Yeah, that's definitely like a big annoyance I have with um, a lot of people's um, social media presences, especially if they like have a good, I mean, it just like feels like a social media quote unquote coordinators totally writing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. With yeah, a like, like of, a brand thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a bunch of bullshit hashtags. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, stop doing that, like we realize they're not living hashtag authentically. Like, stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just stop. Do you have any particular uh, devices or anything that you would say are essential? And I'm curious about yeah. this because, like, your work is so analog-based. Mm-hmm. But you also have a very strong digital eye in connecting with people, obviously, to get, you know, merchandise to people across the country. So I'm curious, like there's any pieces of software that you use that you are like, I can't live without this or any kind of devices or anything of that. Yeah. Um, I use a lot of crappy analog materials because I get intimidated when stuff's nice. So, um, I use crappy paper, um, and not especially expensive brushes with ink. Um, I have the sort of, it's like a fairly nice brush pen that I like to use, but, um, and I use a crappy scanner, um, but I rely heavily on Photoshop and Illustrator, of course. Um, I use my iPhone to document stuff and get people's opinions on things and share my ridiculous thoughts with people all the time. Um, I use MailChimp to send out uh, updates about the shop. Um, 
I had other stuff I, love I wanted Chuck. to say. It's <laughs> so great. Um, yeah, they're super handy. Um, I had something else I wanted to add about software. Now. Oh, well, I mean, I use a Wacom tablet when I'm vectorizing lettering. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all just very reliant on technology to get me through all of it but it's funny that that's kind of how like this authentic analog thing you have to engage people tech digitally yeah in order to get any kind of traction it's It's... funny that way well thank you so much for joining us and hanging out in the hot box Mm -hmm. uh, with us for today so do you have any um things you want to shout out any place that people can find you after this I mean, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and at Austin Zine Fest in November. And uh, Twitter handles? My Twitter handle is Ith Inc. So that's E-Y-T-H-I-N-K. It's my last name plus Inc. <laughs> and I like that's, you know, Inc. like incorporated but with a K. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even think about that. I, thought, I was like, oh. That's so clever because I, I am a goofball and I love puns and all of my social media handles are puns on my name because, yeah, like share photos and share musings. I don't know. I just think it's really funny and no one ever does. So it's like well, it's great when I see other people with their puns. Okay, moving on. But um, <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Um, like I said before, your, your goods and services are well well needed for the world so thank you so much for making really great art thank you thanks for validating my existence (laughs) as always always the chicago podcast co-op shout out this week is for random conversations just like what we do (laughs) if you like this show we think you really enjoy random conversations with elizabeth learn be entertained and live vicariously through the lives of other people she was like she would take me to cabrini green in the early 90s (laughs) To like, she also like managed their softball team because she didn't have anywhere else to take me. Like, I was too young to go to Montessori school, but I was too old to like, or, you know, like. Right, right. So she would take me in. And for anybody who doesn't, who's not from Chicago, yeah, who doesn't know, because I, I'm not from Chicago. Okay. And I didn't know um, the history of Cabrini history Green. Of it, yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but I kind of live vicariously through people that I just randomly run into on the street. <laughs> Actually, sometimes I do too, but it's mostly involving the dog owners. Like, I'm like, I wonder what it's like to like play with the puppy, and live with the puppy, and sleep with the puppy, and play with the puppy some more. Like, I really like dogs. So. Yeah, just like how we think you'll really enjoy random conversations here at the po- Chicago Podcast Cooperation. No, Thank- that's wrong. That's right. No. Thanks, CPC. <laughs> it's not cooperation. Hey, sure. Hey. Do you know, are you going to interrupt me now? No. What time is it? It's open call time. It's open call time. (laughs) (laughs) So, are we going to let our guests go first? Are you going to bogart? I'm not going to bogart this time because I'm really excited about her uh, open call. So, Lindsay, what is your open call this week? I want to talk about Got a Girl Crush, um, which is an awesome magazine um, that just put out their fourth issue. Um, they just have amazing interviews with women doing cool stuff. So this one's got 
Faith Levine, who worked on the documentary Sign Painters. It's got uh, Jessica Williams, the rapper Lizzo, who has amazing style, oh and I love her. Lizzo. <laughs> She's amazing. I, 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 I have the biggest crush on her. Like, I... I want to be her in some regard, and I was bummed I had a chance to interview her, and then it got canceled, not for this, but for something else. So, Lizzo, if you're listening. <laughs> love you. I love you. <laughs> Could we be BFFs? We could just be Twitter friends, dude. I just want to know you. So, uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Sorry. I interrupted you. So, Sorry. So you're saying you, ha- you got a girl crush on oh, yeah. her? Oh, yes. <laughs> I think it might be this, I, might be, I think it might be like love crush. Oh, like, I, I think it might be real. Oh. <laughs> um, I just want to say it also has um, Tatiana, who does um, the really awesome "Stop Telling Women to Smile" yes. campaign. It has an interview with her and some really amazing photos. It's Rad. just a really bomb magazine. So okay. you can get that at gotagirlcrush.com/shop. I think I might. I think I might have to. Thank you for that. Do they have a subscription service? They don't. It's roughly, I think, one issue a year. Um, so they just really let you know that the next issue is coming. They do pre-orders. Um, but yeah, there's issues one through four available in the shop now. Excellent. So Cher, what are you digging? Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like bogarted <laughs> Lindsay. So I was trying to. I was like, oh my god, but I feel these feelings. Um... So last night, something really historical happened on on the television set, which is not necessarily the place where we think groundbreaking things will happen, but they do sometimes. Um, Last night was the Emmys, which, I don't know, I always have reservations for the Emmys because I think it's on par with Grammys, which is like, okay, (laughs) sure. Um, But last night, they decided to give awards to people who actually deserve it. And uh, three of them were women of color, who won for um, Regina King, won for Best Supporting Actress in a miniseries or um, TV movie for American Crime. Well, Viola Davis was the big winner of the evening. She won for um, Lead Actress in a Drama Series. And Uzo Aduba, she won for Best Supporting Actress in in a Drama Series for Orange the New Black. But the star of the evening was definitely Viola Davis for her Lead Actress win for How to Get It With Murder. In my mind... I see a line, and over that line I see green fields, and lovely flowers, and beautiful white women with their arms stretched out to me over that line, but I can't seem to get there no how. I can't seem to get over that line. That was Harriet Tubman in the 1800s. And let me tell you something. The only thing that separates women of color from anyone else is opportunity. You cannot win an Emmy for roles that are simply not there. So here's to all the writers, the awesome people that are Ben Sherwood, Paul Lee, Peter Nowak, Shonda Rhimes, people who have redefined what it means to be beautiful, to be sexy, to be a leading woman, to be black. And to the Taraji P. Hensons, 
the Kerry Washingtons, the Halle Berrys, the Nicole Baharis, the Megan Goods, to Gabrielle Union, thank you for taking us over that line. She made this incredible thank speech. You just about Academy. opportunity and how that's what separates women of color and from everyone else is that there is no opportunities really that you can't win an award for a TV series if the role's not there and I think that's also just it's real for every field not just in Hollywood and uh, she named out Harriet Tubman it was just a beautiful moment she looked incredible she had her natural hair going and yeah I just I loved every minute of it so if you haven't checked out the whole speech do so on YouTube it's definitely worth a listen. Um, so that's what I'm feeling this week is Valio Davis. How about you, James? Well, aside from digging you this week as a wonderful person of color woman podcaster. Oh, God. Stop. In, <laughs> stop. In, in this out. field. No, I mean, like, I, honestly, like, when I heard that news, I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, for instance, even podcasting, it's very white dude. Mm-hmm. And you have, you know, you out oh, here, like, doing the thing. Um, so what I'm digging this week is this book. I'm actually rereading it, um, mainly because my budget right now is hella tight and I can't like even afford to purchase a new book right now. I'm just really trying to save up for a trip. Um, so I'm rereading this book uh, for the second time by Clive Thompson and it's called Smarter Than You Think. And the cool thing about this book is it refutes all the statements that technology dumbs down society but in fact acts as augmented reality for people that use it. Um, it's a really, really fascinating book. It's a very quick read. Um, it's done in a way that's not so technical, um, but it's really fun to read. Um, so yeah, uh, the book's Smarter Than You Think awesome. by Clive Thompson. If you like what you heard on this last episode of the Open Ended Podcast, please give us a shout out on iTunes, either by rating us a five star so we can get higher in the charts or leaving a review. We really appreciate it. Until next time, keep things open-ended. Three, two, one. It's open call time. No, you didn't even let me, like, start it up. Nope, sorry. It's open call time. <laughs> sure. I think, I think it's not <laughs>